a great day in Nevada, and you are listening to the Nevada Nice Podcast. Okay, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful winter morning. Um, we are here to talk a little bit about our community strategic planning process. It is a community-wide process, um, and uh, we have some good folks here this morning, good panel, so I'm excited to dive in a little bit and talk through that and how we're going to be looking towards the community to help us through this process. So uh, maybe we'll go ahead and do some introductions, um, have everybody introduce themselves, and maybe um, as a fun icebreaker, what was what was your thought when you opened your blinds this morning and looked outside? So. <laughs> We'll go ahead and start with John. Well, uh, uh, good morning, uh, John Hall. I serve as the executive director of the Nevada Economic Development Council, uh, which was uh, certainly one of the um, organizations that participated in the original uh, Vision 2020 plan and then uh, been helping uh, along with the city to, to bring this back to, to the table. Um, I'm not a big snow fan, uh, so uh, I, I knew this morning I, I didn't even bother opening the blinds because it wasn't worth the view, in my <laughs> opinion. Okay. Jordan. I agree with John. I wasn't really too enthused when I saw the snow this morning. I prefer 70s and sun, but uh, I'm Jordan Cook, city administrator in Nevada, and glad to be here and happy that we're talking about Fieldhouse and everything else. Hey, how about Michelle? Good morning, I'm Michelle Kassebaum uh, with 21st Century Rehab and a community volunteer, been very involved uh, with the Leadership Nevada program and, and utilizing the strategic plan over the years through that. Uh, I actually, I thought it was very beautiful. We live out in the country and uh, I had breakfast on my sun porch and that's where I'm at today. I don't want it to last longer than a month, but I do love a month of snow. <laughs> okay, Tim. Uh, good morning. My name is Tim Hansen, Parks and Recreation Director for the City of Nevada. Um, excited for this process. Um, it was fun to be, uh, you know, here as we went through the accomplishments to complete Vision 2020, and now we're going to take it the next step. Um, I guess when I woke up this morning, my first thought was, well, it's one day closer to spring, so... Let's, let's get it done. There you go. Yeah, and so um, for those that I haven't met, my name is Brett Barker and I'm privileged to serve as the mayor of the community and I'm excited about this process too. And yeah, I, I spent my childhood in Florida. So, you know, last night knowing the forecast, I told my wife, maybe we won't get it quite as much. And it's supposed to be in the mid thirties the rest of the weekend. So maybe it'll melt. And yeah, this morning I woke up, she's like, dude, it's not gonna melt. <laughs> so I <laughs> guess I'm gonna have to have to go out and take care of it after we're done here today especially because I got to get up to the donut shop and get that donut of the day before she runs out. So got to clear that driveway so I can get up there. <laughs> but yeah, so Nevada tw Vision 2020, you heard a couple folks mention that, um, which is an important part because it's the success of that that highlights the importance of where we're going. So maybe we can have uh, Michelle and Tim kind of talk about Vision 2020, kind of what that is and uh, from your perspective, having dealt with it longer than the rest of us, uh, why it's why it why it's important, and kind of what the community should know about it. Sure. So uh, we came to Nevada 25 years ago, and right about that time is when this first vision plan came into place. Um, I was not actually involved uh, 
in the planning. I think we have one person in our community that's still in the community uh, that was involved in that, and that's Lori Henry. Uh, but I got quickly immersed in it because I did get involved in the Leadership Nevada program, and we did use that as our foundation uh, for our projects. And also as a community, uh, trying to figure out uh, with our resources, how do we prioritize those resources, what projects and, uh, we need to put our efforts and our time and, and our treasures into making sure that it happened. And so we definitely used it as, as a foundation for the leadership program for the last uh, 20 some years. And Tim can tell you about everything that we got accomplished in it. It's amazing when you look back at that document. Well, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that I could go back and cover everything that we've got accomplished. There's been so <laughs> much um, that's been done over that time, um, but it really was a guiding tool to help take Nevada to where it is today. And I think that's the important thing to know and to you know, look at what we've gotten done, be proud of what we've gotten done, and focus now on this next uh, 10, year, 10 year plan that we're gonna put together. Um, you know, you can drive around the community, you can see all the great things that uh, you know, we've gotten done. We've got the, the business park on the east side of town, we've gotten Score Park, we've got the industrial park on the west side of town. We've got downtown ramping up, doing some great things. We've got all kinds of new business and industry in town. And, you know, the school has done um, additions and remodels and getting ready to uh, take on some new new things there. So, um, you know, you could go on and on and on, but uh, it's an exciting time for Nevada and, uh, you know, looking looking forward to, to see where this next one goes. Yeah. And I think one of, oh, go ahead. One of, one of the big components in it was housing. And 25 years ago, all of the housing on the west side of Nevada was non-existent. I mean, in 25 right. years, we've seen that major, major growth there. And before we get too deep too, if there's folks watching and you have questions or comments, feel free to put them in the chat box and we'll try to take a look at those and make sure we answer those before we're done. But yeah, Michelle hit on, hit on that a lot, so did Tim. I mean, the planning folks that we're working with from uh, you and I asked for a uh, list of accomplishments from Nevada 20, Vision 2020 that they could highlight um, to the public as to the importance of going through the plan. So I, I pulled out the old plan. I knew a lot of them off the top of my head, but I pulled out the old plan and just started making notes. And I quickly filled up my piece of paper and had to flip it over because there are so many things from that document that we just take for granted today. And I think for me, coming into the community in 2008, which was about 10 years after they put it together, um, there were a lot of things that were already accomplished and things that I took for granted that um, that came out of that. So Tim hit it on the head. A lot of what Nevada looks like today was shaped by that document. And a lot of strategic plans that I've been part of or am aware of, a lot of times you do it, you go through the process, everyone feels really good about it. You get a nice pretty binder, you put it on a bookcase and nobody hardly ever looks at it again. So the fact that this community kept referring to that plan across the whole community, because that's the other thing that that I kind of want to highlight. You know, John talked about Nevada Economic Development. Michelle talked about Leadership Nevada, which was part of the chamber and the city with Tim and Park and Rec. And he also mentioned the school. And so entities across the whole community worked together to accomplish their piece of Vision 2020, which, which was really cool. And just some of the things that, that I wrote down, Michelle hit on housing. So, you know, Indian Ridge and things like that came out of it. Senior housing was a part of it. And I know we have since attracted two assisted livings and some other senior living facilities since then. Performing arts facilities and Taupe Auditorium came out of that. Um, 
part of it was getting downtown on the National Registry of His, uh, Historic Places and the Historical Society took care of that. Um, a trail system being built, and so Tim can probably tell you all about that process, but the Nevada trail system, which is one of the things we're all super proud of, and we have a fantastic system. Uh, the library edition came out of that. It um, talked about having a community community resource center for the school, so NCRC. Uh, talked about the city needing to put together a newsletter, which speaking of that, Marlis is listening today and she's getting ready to put the new newsletter out. But she also wanted me to highlight she's writing a story about Vision 2020 and has gone back and talked to a lot of people from the beginning of the Vision 2020 process. And so she said, watch for her story because she's got some good stuff in there to talk about the history. Um, and there was also getting the, the county to choose Nevada for a new justice center. So that was accomplished. Um, it talked about the need for city hall and public safety facility. Um, and that was done. It talked about how the wastewater treatment plant was ending the, the, its life. And so um, even though that's not accomplished yet, it's partially accomplished and dirt's moving to, to do that. Uh, the safety of Highway 30. And so the DOT's programmed an overpass for that. Um, oh, and a major public gathering space downtown. So right in front of city hall, that park was finished. So those are just some of the things right off going through the document that just jumped out at me and there were there were a lot of others i mean there were a lot of school ones in there and if dr gray were on this morning i'm sure he could go into more detail about all the things they took out of the plan but uh, i think think it's pretty incredible and just showing how important it is i think um and why it was important i think is because of the robust public process that happened the first time and so that's a piece we want to make sure happens this time and michelle mentioned Lori henry you know we put together a a diverse group to lead this process, similar to what they had last time with people, state uh, representatives from all the stakeholder groups that were part of the first one, um, part of this one. And also we felt it was important to have somebody part of this one who's part of the first one. So we make sure we try to capture any knowledge there so that this one can be successful. So we're really thrilled that Lori agreed to be part of that and rep represent, um, represent that. So. I think that's a good maybe highlight of some of that from the past. So maybe we can probably circle back from some of that as we go, but maybe talk about the current process and what that's gonna look like. And Jordan and John can kind of tag team kind of where we're going now and what we're asking the public to do as part of it. Certainly, Jordan, do you wanna, do you wanna kick it off with kind of where we're at? Sure, uh, so right now where we are at currently with this stage is, um, we are going to be sending out a survey across the, the community so we can get the community input. And um, so right now we're just formulating the questions and getting all of that ready. Yep, and, and so we re-engage the folks from UNI, uh, the Institute for Decision-Making. They, they do these kinds of plans all across the state. They do them for economic development organizations, they do them for communities. And as, as you mentioned, Mayor, uh, they did our uh, previous one as well. In fact, the uh, the director of um, Institute for Decision Making uh, uh, was around, and and uh, one of I think believe his first projects was working on the Nevada uh, Vision 2020 plan. So, um, and and having talked to them, uh, it's it's pretty incredible the number of accomplishments we were able to pull out of our plan, uh, and and represent as as the reason why we need to have these these plans in place. Uh, to help drive the community forward. So, yeah, as Jordan indicated, the survey is getting getting prepared and getting ready to go out. Uh, I'd say it'll probably go out in the next uh, 30 days or so uh, after kind of getting reviewed and uh, and ensuring that we're asking the right questions. 
and so there's going to be a, a pretty um, major component, a pretty major need of the community to sit and take the time to fill out the survey. And, and, and while the survey could be filled out in probably a five minute, 10 minute uh, time frame, uh, I would encourage everybody as we, as you know that this is coming, just to, to begin thinking about those big visionary things that uh, could take our community to the next level. I mean, certainly we know that um, there are projects that a community our size just isn't gonna be able to do, but what are, what are, what are cool things that are happening in communities our size uh, with access to population centers like Ames and Marshalltown and Des Moines, all within a reasonable distance. What are those big things that we need to be thinking about and talking about? I would say that I don't think any idea is too radical or too bold. Uh, certainly they'll get kicked out if they are, but uh, they're at least a good conversation starter and a good way to en engage folks and, and start some of those conversations because I think everybody, and being a new new member of the community myself, looking back at that Vision 2020 plan and and, and putting putting yourself in the seat of the folks that spearheaded that, uh, there was a lot of bold vision in that, uh, and uh, and we were able to accomplish that as a community, and, and that speaks highly to uh, the folks that led that process and also the community's commitment to accomplishing that. So. I would say as we uh, get ready to launch this survey, uh, everybody uh, take the time to think about uh, what Nevada needs, uh, what you would like Nevada to have, and, and what your vision for Nevada, uh, Nevada's future is. And John, as part of that too, uh, if COVID allows after the first of the year into the spring, we were gonna do probably some in-person type events too to gather some feedback. So uh, be watching for that. Uh, we would love to have a lot of folks show up um, to that. So yeah, ideally we would love it to be in person. So knock on wood, um, hopefully in a few months we might be able to, to do that or some modified modified version of that. Because um, we do want to capture a lot of survey results. But we also want to do some of the more in-person uh, feedback gathering too, because you get different types of feedback based on the type of avenue you, you collected. So there will be different uh, smaller focus groups that'll happen. Um, there will be some some larger events for everyone in the community. And then, yeah, that survey is gonna go out. So I know Marlis is listening and I'm sure she'll be pumping it out in newsletters and social media and stuff. And our other community partners will also be picking it up and pushing it out. And the, our big employers will be asked to send it out to their their employees and the, the school will be asked to send it out to, to their list. So hopefully we can get it in everybody's hands. Um, yeah, and I guess maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the other things because I, I didn't even have it on my list because you and I already knew about it, but Score Park and the downtown renovations were also identified in Vision 2020. Um, it was identified that downtown needed new underground infrastructure and it was identified we needed an outdoor recreation facility. So um, both of those, well, Score was done a long, long time ago, uh, but you know, downtown's ha happening now and is about two thirds of the way done. So. Yeah, SCORE, I think, was a big part. So I don't know if, Tim, if you want to talk a little bit about kind of the the early days and picking up some of those early projects like the trail and SCORE, and then maybe we can talk about the capstone portion that's been going on the last five years. Sure. So um, I'll start with SCORE. The, uh, the whole start of SCORE kind of um, began when we were looking for a new location uh, for a swimming pool. We used to have an old, our old swimming pool sat behind Gates Hall here to the east of the building and uh, was well beyond its useful life. So in, uh, in looking, you know, to try and figure out, okay, what can we do to, to replace this pool? What can we do to upgrade it? And uh, at that point, uh, this was back in the um, 
probably the early to mid nineties, um, Harold Fawcett, Harold and Marjorie Fawcett stepped up and donated um, the land where Score Park currently is. So we went from thinking of just replacing a swimming pool now to we've got 55 acres out here to fill with different things. So um, that kind of started that whole process. And we uh, you know, started the planning back in the, the mid 90s and, and did that for a couple of years. And uh, the pool was the first piece that went in. We started that in 2000. We opened in June of 2001. And we're now, you know, just getting to the point where we're going to fill in that last piece, which would be um, hopefully the Fieldhouse project here over the next couple of years. So um, you can, you know, look back and think it took, uh, you know, 20 plus years to get to this point. But, uh, you know, we've done a lot with a tremendous amount of community support to, to bring that to the community. So it's really been good. Um, you know, we host a lot of different events out there. People from all over the county and the state come for different activities and, and things that we do. So um, it's been great for the community. And, uh, you know, it's our goal that uh, our last piece that we add out there will be just as valuable as the rest of it. So um, <clears throat> and thinking about the trail system, um, that was a, a vision that was started before I came to Nevada in 1993. Um, Harold Brinkman was uh, a big advocate for the trail system in Nevada. And he had a plan and a vision for that. And, um, you know, he was very supportive of uh, that project early on. And I remember walking the, the entire Creek corridor with, with Harold and a couple other people um, shortly after, you know, um, I got here in 1993 and listened to his vision of what he thought it would, would be. And it was really, it was really good. And then the floods of 93 hit <clears throat> and, uh, so the National Park Service came in as part of the FEMA project back in after that happened and really kind of helped us get started with our first uh, REAP grant application that uh, the city did. And uh, we were successful in that. And the first piece of trail went in down by the 4-H grounds. So, <clears throat> excuse me, over time, um, you know, it's, it's had a lot of popularity, a lot of use and uh, the, uh, community has been very supportive of that. And I think that's evident in the, the fact that uh, uh, a lot of people remember Bill Hareen, used to see him out on his bike all the time, loved that trail system, would go out and ride and ride and ride. And he wanted more trail. And so he, uh, he got a petition put together and uh, he presented it to the city. And the petition was to put a levy in place for new trail development. And the first time that the levy went, um, to the vote, um, it did not pass. And uh, we think, you know, there was another controversial issue on there at the time and uh, might've got tied up with that, but Bill didn't give up. And so we put it on again in, a, in another uh, a public vote and it sailed through with ease that time. So, um, you know, we collect a, a, a levy um, for trail construction, which is really something that a lot of communities don't do. I know when we've gone for REAP grant applications, since that's been in place and that's one of our resources you know for funding it's uh it's quite amazing the response we get from other communities you know how did you get your community to to vote that in and so they're really supportive of it <coughs> and uh it's a neat thing so um you know we've got more trail work to do and uh you know part of that will be part of the flyover i think with uh what the dot is going to do um, over highway 30. we need to get that part of our community uh, on the south side of 30 connected uh, with pedestrian access. 
And so that'll be an important piece. And then looking broader beyond just our community of Nevada and tying our trail system into the wider network here within Story County and into the Metro and, you know, what that has to offer. And, you know, it's been in the Story County REAP plan for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, we want to keep working towards that goal as we get our community tied together and then reach out and uh, tie in with the rest. I think one thing that stood out to me in that, Tim, was the trails and the trail system that we all enjoy today came out of the passion of community members. It wasn't, it, that wasn't for top down from the city, that came organically from the community. I think that is a good highlight for why this process is important because we need everybody's ideas, input, passions, and talents to, to pull off those types of projects. Uh, yeah. Nevada has been an ambitious and progressive community, and that's one of the reasons that drew us here and why we why we love raising our family here. Yeah, very true. So, yeah, I I would like to echo on that at the encouragement of, of the rest of the community to get involved on that. You know, we saw a need out in our neighborhood and we worked with the city and the county to collaborate, to uh, create a trail right. that created a safe uh traveling from the community out to the country club. We have a lot of young students uh, that are using that for cross country and running and we have people walking. And, and so the, the citizens really got behind it and said, we have this great trail system in our community. Let's connect it to the amenities that we also have that are on the outlying parts of our community. And so uh, the county really uh, did finally step up to the plate after we all got uh, involved and the city stepped up and helped provide some paving in in the city part of it as well and then citizens actually donated money to get that trail done as well so it was a it was a definite collaborative project and so those are the kind of things that we're looking for as we're moving to that next stage in 2030 and especially uh, the connectivity with those trails so I think that's a really big part for us Tim yeah and I, I forgot to mention that, you know, going down 11th Street to the Country Club, I mean, that was a huge, um, you know, citizen-driven effort, <clears throat> like you said, Michelle, and uh, really a, a piece that gets used daily. So, um, yeah, really neat. And, you know, the other piece we have, too, we have paved shoulders between um, the city of Nevada and the city of Ames and uh, for pedestrian and bicycle access too. And, you know, those are used a lot. So, um, you know, working within our community, working with other governmental organizations and between communities, it's, um, you know, that's what makes things happen. And part of the process too was in 2015, uh, I believe it was, we uh, pulled together a community group where they pulled different stakeholders and community members uh, from across the community to, to look at the Vision 2020 plan and every all the entities were asked to review their action items, uh, see what it was accomplished, see what what things were remaining that were still relevant and important. Um, and so there was a, a summit for that. And uh, the things that came out of that, I know there was housing um, came out of that and that's continued to be a priority. And, I, and we're seeing some new housing developments come online that were spurred from that uh, back then. The field house project was identified from that and some community branding was um, identified from that. So uh, the, yeah, like I mentioned, the housing's moving now. And so, you know, Al Kochler and Jim Freebert did, did some divisions and things like that. And they were spurred from the community identifying housing as a number one priority. Um, and then number two from there, at the time we were calling it rec center. And so we had a rec center task force that went through and we can 
uh, that task force. Um, there was a feasibility study done because the medical center and the city both were talking about looking at the feasibility of something. Um, so collaborated on doing the feasibility study um, that came back and kind of we, we took some pieces of that and modified it uh, to better fit our community. And so now maybe we can have Michelle and Tim again, since we have both of you on here. I know you're both really passionate and involved in that. So maybe talk about, uh, since it's timely and I know folks are interested, maybe we'll talk about where we're sitting from that, because we called it the Nevada 2020 Capstone Project. We identified a few of those things that were remaining. Um, and so the field house is one of those big pieces. So let's talk a little bit about where we are on that and what the community can expect in 2021 from that. You want to go first, Tim, or you want me? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I would say this has been a, at least a 20-year passion project for Tim and I. We've worked on, on different iterations and different studies throughout history uh, wanting to get this accomplished. And I think the project that we have now is the right size at the right time. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. But one of the things that, that we... Uh, realized early on, as we look back to a lot of these projects, we were using uh, Josephine Tope trust money for a lot of these projects. And so we needed to lay a groundwork for a vehicle for uh, philanthropy in our community. So our first step is actually we've, we are in the process of finalizing uh, the Nevada Foundation, which can serve for years to come for all of these projects as a uh, a way for our community to collaborate and provide funds uh, for projects that, that we identify as uh, the future. And so uh, as part of that, our first kickoff project for the Nevada Foundation is uh, SCORE Indoor, the field house. And so uh, currently we are in the silent phase of this program. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about the fundraising and then I'll let Tim tell you a little bit about uh, maybe the architecture and the bidding process, what's going on. So our, our goal in this silent phase is uh, to really solicit our, our business community, uh, some of those donors that have a long history of uh, committing to projects in our community and really shoring those up and with the goal of uh, meeting with uh, the county and several other grant opportunities that will also help us in the funding of this project. And then finally, late spring, summer, kicking off a campaign, uh, asking for the community to really support this project in a way financially to, to, to get us over that finish line. So I'll let Tim talk about what, what it is we're trying to build and what's going on there. Very good. So the, the field house itself, we're looking at, um, the location between the aquatic center and the new high school baseball field at score park and it would sit right uh, right up against the pond out there um, you know one of the benefits of that location is it's it's good usable space but we also have a lot of the infrastructure there we have now the water and the sewer is there we have the parking there um, it's easy access for the for the community so the building itself is a program driven facility and it will be set up so that we can enhance current programs and add new programs that we really haven't been able to, to offer the community right now. So there'll be three full-size basketball courts in there, high school regulation size courts. There'll be a turf area 
in there. Um, the turf area can also roll out over one of the basketball courts to create a larger turf area. Uh, three lane suspended track. Um, we'll have an indoor playground. Uh, the park and rec offices will move from Gates Hall out to the field house and just a general kind of lobby area in there. So the, uh, you know, the hope is that uh, it's a, a wide, wide open multi-use facility that uh, we can do many different things in and not be limited to just a couple of different things. Um, we will not have um, fitness equipment in there, weights, uh, machines, things like that. So our hope is that we'll be able to uh, partner with that segment of our community to offer that kind of programming in there uh, through, through their expertise and what they can bring to the table. So um, it's uh, a probably a 12 to 14 month building process once we get that started. So um, pre-engineered steel building and we're working with uh, Rose and Mackie Harris out of Ames and Jeff Harris and his team are helping guide us through that process. We're about, I think, 95% through the design development phase of it. And uh, we'll soon be moving on to construction documents so that as we get to the point where the fundraising campaign has uh, secured uh, the necessary funds that we've got construction documents that are ready to go out to the, to on the street for bid. So um, that's kind of a quick overview of the, of the facility. And uh, I don't know, did I miss anything, Michelle? Like Michelle said, we've been on this and we've had numerous conversations over many, many years. And uh, to get to this point is, is really exciting. Yeah, I think one thing is maybe, you know, the idea of this project was, uh, yes, there, there will be a lot of youth activities in this, in this facility, but truly this facility will serve the entire community, zero to 100. Uh, we're really looking forward to having that opportunity uh, with the way we have grown as a community. We just don't have the facilities to house the recreational needs of our community uh, for indoor activities. So we're, we're very, very excited about the fact that it will serve so many people in our community. And then it was uh, Mayor Barker's vision to, to uh, simulate a, an indoor city park that that there's a place always for for our people to congregate post COVID uh, to to enjoy that that time together and and to have those facilities uh, where a three year old can go and and burn off a little energy on a snowy day like today in the indoor park. And if anyone has questions or comments, go to the. Uh, original City of Nevada feed, um, and that's the one we're watching for questions and comments. So if it's posted elsewhere, make sure you go to the City of Nevada feed itself and we'll answer those. But yeah, I'm glad Michelle hit on that, the indoor city park concept, because she coined the term score indoor. And I think it, it, it's really catchy and it really helps you picture the intent. And that's the intent of taking those recreational amenities that we get to enjoy, you know, eight or nine months of the year. And let you let you have have the year round component, um, and so yeah, definitely all ages. And when I asked her if she would lead a capital effort for this, she had a couple stipulations. One was it had to serve all ages, and two, it had to not compete uh, with our private sector business partners. So um, those are two of the two of the major ones. I don't know if you had other ones, but those those were the <laughs> those are two stipulations. Those are the sticking points, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So one. Uh, I was going to say one thing I would throw out uh, for the community, if anybody hasn't seen 
um, the drawings uh, to go to the City of Nevada website. And you can get on there and you can see the, uh, the conceptual drawings and you can actually take kind of a visual tour. Um, there's a link on there to take a visual tour through that facility, which really gives uh, a good feel for what that space is gonna, gonna look like and what it can do. Yeah, I, I would I, stress that, that that visual tour on the website that, that you can watch on YouTube really helps because it it's, walks you through the whole place. You can really picture what it's going to look like and kind of what the space is going to be laid out like. And I would I would be remiss as as a, a, a chair to not also a call out for the community to get involved. So one of the things that we decided about this fundraising project is uh, we didn't want to spend money hiring some outside a consultant and, and watch those funds leave our community. We, we wanted to do this as a grassroots effort. And so we truly are all volunteers. Uh, we are not using uh, paid consultants to, to collect the money in our community, to solicit the money, uh, to create any of the brochures. All of this has been done on, on volunteer service. And so as we move through this campaign and get ready to roll it out to the community, we are going to need volunteers in our community to help in that effort. And so uh, this, this is our, our call to action for anyone who is interested and wants to be involved in that public phase to, to contact either Tim, myself, or, or Brett, that uh, we would love to have you be involved. Mm -hmm. that that's that's a really good point because yeah right now we're in the silent phase talking to some of the potential uh large donors but it's going to take you know five dollar donations ten dollar donations so we're going to be going out looking for for small dollar donations to try to get everybody um everybody's involvement so uh with that we're going to need a lot of folks helping us to, to ask their friends and neighbors and family and um so yeah if that's something you're interested in helping with that effort when we go to that next phase love to have you on board and then also um hopefully covid will allow uh but the the goal was to do a big celebration kickoff uh, when we're to the point that we can announce some of the the large commitments and kick off the public phase of the capital effort um so that the goal is to do kind of probably early spring-ish in a few months uh so depending on what the situation looks like we, we definitely would love to do that if covid is giving us trouble, then then we'll adapt. Uh, our, our goal was to kick off the silent phase of this campaign in March of 2020. And I, I think we all know what happened in March of 2020, which is why we got about six month delay because we kind of let things settle for a little while before we picked back up. So um, yeah, hopefully around that time in 2021, we'll be able to, to really be uh, going out there and all hands on deck to the public. So yeah, it's really exciting. And I think it shows uh, the importance of strategic planning, because it all goes back to that Vision 2020 document. They talked about the need for the indoor recreational facility because the lack of indoor space for, for programming and for activities uh, was identified way back then. So it's definitely really neat to see. And I know, like Michelle said, she and Tim have been at this a long time. Uh, I feel like I've been at it forever, but they've been at it a lot longer. So it, it, it's really nice to be at this point. It's definitely the closest we've become. We have a really solid plan. And like Michelle said, kind of right, right facility at the right time. Um, I, th I think it really serves our needs without being uh, over the over the top. Um, some of it's kind of utilitarian, but that that's the point. It, it kind of serves its function. Um, and yeah, as far as right timing goes, we're kind of, and that's one thing too, watching this community, kind of, we kind of take a bite out of one big thing at a time, uh, seems to be 
the pattern. And so, you know, we had Tope Auditorium happen and Surrey County Medical Center expanded and both of those capital campaigns have, they basically wrapped up as the next one started. So uh, I think the timing is good because it's, there's not anything of that magnitude happening right now. So it's, it's a good time from that perspective as well. So yeah, we'll be looking for five-year pledges. So if folks are interested in doing that, uh, you can reach out to us as well. But yeah, we spread it out over five years to make it a little bit more budget friendly for everyone. Yeah, I guess back to strategic planning and anything else. Well, anything anybody wanted, wants to bring up at all about Fieldhouse or strategic planning or vision? I don't think we've, we've it's a 10 year plan with, well, 20 year vision, like a 10 year plan. So we haven't decided. I don't think if we're going to call it vision 2030 or 2040, but uh, which are our friends that are uh, eye doctors in town have pointed out that vision 2030 isn't quite as good as 2020, but I don't. I don't know if anybody else will really notice that, except now I pointed that out, but <laughs> it still fits with the theme. Okay. Anybody have anything before we log off that you want to talk about or highlight? No, I, I, I don't. I just, I just thank you, Mayor, for, for pulling this, this conversation together and, and reiterate the importance of making sure that we have uh, great community involvement in this process. Uh, you know, our our community is is poised incredibly well for for growth as a community, and these visionary things that that the community has taken the time to put in place over the last really twenty five years through the Vision twenty twenty plan is the reason that we are poised for such incredible growth. It's it's those amenities and those driving factors that give uh, folks like the the um, the folks at Hormel and and Burke. Uh, the the reason to say yes to growing in a, a community like Nevada is because we've got the attitude necessary in order to ensure that they're going to continue to be able to find that workforce that they need so that their business can continue to grow and, and know that they're in a community that's not uh, not choosing to, to not do anything, but we're constantly trying to improve ourselves and grow as a community uh, because uh, we, we always want to be better than we, we were before. So uh, it's it's great to to be able to uh, work on this project and um, looking forward to uh, to continuing this through. And I think that's that's also something too that stood out when I reviewed Vision 2020 is it, it wasn't there. Yeah, there's a lot of future focused things, but there was a lot about preserving what we have. And I think that balance uh, is what makes Nevada special because there, like I already mentioned, the downtown historic district and the National Registry, but it had preserving downtown on there. It had Evergreen Lane, um, so investing in the history of our community. Um, so I, but while also knowing we had to move forward so that we can continue to thrive and prosper. So I think finding that balance and having that right mindset is really what has has set us up. So that's a really good point. So I, uh, somebody said. Long overdue, hopefully this would include the surrounding communities as well. So I'm assuming that's probably talking about the field house and that's a really good point. Uh, we have been talking to our neighbors in Story County because the goal is for it to like Score Park serve uh, the entire county, particularly the Eastern part of the county. Um, but uh, but that that's a really big component of it. I know our city philosophy has been uh, from a parks and rec standpoint, we treat everyone the same, whether they're residents within the city limits or not. Uh, and so that that's something that that is, that is the intent. So yeah, we will be looking to partner uh, and get support from our other communities in the area, uh, whether it's uh, their support, you know, to help us achieve grants or you know, 
things like that. Um, letters, those types of things would be collecting. So I, th I think that's a good point. It's really intended to, to serve the entire county. And I think that is testament to the leadership as well that Tim and Rhonda have had in our department to really be a leader for our Central Iowa Sports Rec League uh, has been a leader for that. Um, and so both particularly from an outdoor perspective, but I know from an indoor perspective as well, um, but this will really let them take that partnership with those communities to the next level. So I don't know, Tim, if you have anything you wanna kind of say about that aspect about the surrounding communities. Well, I, you know, I think back to, um, you know, when Rhonda came up with the idea for the Central Iowa Rec League years ago, and uh, there was just a, a couple communities. And uh, to see where it's at today with the growth and all the different communities that, that are involved, you know, um, within Story County, and there's even a few that reach out from outside of Story County that want to be a part of it. So um, just the, the growth that uh, has, uh, you know, come under Rhonda's, you know, guidance with that has been been really good. So um, that's really her baby. She's done a great job with it. And, uh, you know, having the field house is going to allow us to, to, you know, grow that program with a lot of new indoor things. So it's, it's very exciting. And from a feedback perspective, I know the survey uh, asked some questions so that we can kind of gauge that too, because it's not just people who live here. We want uh, feedback from people who shop here, people who work here, people who come to Nevada. Um, so, so yeah, anyone who's invested here from however they're invested here, we want their feedback. So we want to know, you know, what are the things they're looking for? What might make them come to Nevada more often if they use us to shop or maybe their kids playing some of the sports leagues here. So we're trying to trying to get a wide array of feedback and perspective. Uh, and so that'll be part of it, too. So it's not just for residents. Yeah, obviously, we want every resident to complete the survey, but we want, you know, folks who might be commuting here. We want to know what stops them from moving here. Uh, what might get what might entice them to become part of our community and so there, there are some folks that commute here uh, and we want to know maybe what those barriers are uh, so yeah that that's an important piece piece too so, okay. I think we've had a really good chat hopefully folks uh, have have learned some things this morning so we'll have have some future asks coming your way the first one of those will be to answer that survey so definitely watch for that and watch for Marlis's story next week. I'm excited to read it too. There's probably some things in there I'm gonna learn because she's talked to some of the, the visionaries that put that first plan together. But it'll be, it'll be a fun process and an important process. Uh, and I'm excited to get it done. I think it'll really set a good foundation for us to continue moving forward all together. Cause that's one thing too, that's that's been really great, especially lately is all the entities in the community working together, moving the same direction and lockstep has been really fantastic. And I think, us putting our brains together uh, as a community to then do this document that can help keep steering the ship in the right direction will be really, really good. So I guess with that, it's time to go scoop some snow and maybe go find a Bricktown Bakery donut when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Good talking to everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. All right. Take care. Bye.